listening to another episode of Total Talk Nonsense with John and Scott. All right, Total Talk Nonsense with John Scott. I'm John. And I'm Scott. And this is episode 286, Scott. That's right, John. Episode 286 after a long layoff. What was it, like four weeks? Something like that. Three or four weeks? Yeah, we got to get back on schedule to once a week, John. Once a week. All right, so why were we off for four weeks this time? You had some more kidney issues. Are those all straightened out, cleared up? Who knows? Who knows? But now the last time we talked, you... um, the, you uh, passed a stone, you yeah. captured the stone, yes. you brought it into the doctor, the doctor examined it and said, Good news, John. Good news. It's about diuretics. Yeah. I'm just going to take you off the diuretics yeah. and the stones are going to go away. Hubbard's diuretics. <laughs> Dianetics? Yeah. I don't know. What is it? It's, uh, it is the, diuretic. Yeah. So, what's it's, the it took me off the, the diuretic. He gave me some new medication called allopurinol, which is fucking brutal. Uh, I got to take it at night because it makes me sleepy. And then he changed my blood pressure medication from... It was Losartan potassium with a combination of uh, a hydrochlorothiazide, which is a diuretic. He gave me the one that doesn't have the diuretic in it, but it's a different manufacturer... And it's been giving me, like, um, it's not as bad today, but when I first started taking it, dude, it was making, it was giving me these splitting headaches. So last week we had, like, these sales meetings and all this shit, and I had these splitting fucking headaches. My neck, like a claw, uh, hooks were stuck in my neck and hooks in my back and somebody and there was a cable in between and somebody was cranking the cable and tightening those two hooks together. Well, that's not good. Uh, a lot of shortness of breath, dizziness. Um, I looked it all up. It's typical side effects. So it seems like they're getting better. You know, every time I complain to my doctor about a new medication, he goes, you need to wait three weeks to get used to it, John. You need to wait. After three weeks, we check again. So are you still in the three-week waiting period yeah, on this one? Yeah. I sh- tomorrow, I think, is uh, is the uh, three weeks are up. Three weeks are up yeah. tomorrow. Any difference? <clears throat> Do you feel any difference taking the medication after three weeks? Is well, it supposedly better? the allopurinol. Now, I, I have a friend who... Works at the same company, um, I think that you work at, uh, in labeling. Her job is to uh, do the labeling of drugs. Um, not the same company you work for, but one of the, one of the, uh, pharmaceutical companies. Um, anyway, uh, she was she's familiar with a lot of these drugs and uh she had told my wife that yeah what happens is when you take this stuff uh, uh it'll make you sick to your stomach and it'll also increase your as it breaks down the uric acid it like it like increases it it removes this protein layer that's around the 
uric acid crystals and they now they're exposed and sharp so you'll experience really shitty feeling and pain and all this for the first month and then after that everything should be okay um so yeah it's like some my joints are a little creaky um although the first couple of days that massive pain i had my knee like arthritic pain going up and down the stairs it went away but now it's back (laughs) so i don't know and then i gained like 10 pounds right after i went off of the other medication i like blew up with water yeah but it's just water weight yeah it it went away but uh yeah it was pretty it was tough what about exercising what about that Exercise, eating right. What about that? Well, I blamed it on my doctor. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck, man? You know, here you give me the diuretic and it gives me kidney stones. Well, John, if you weren't, uh, if you didn't have the high blood pressure and you were uh, lose some weight, <laughs> don't blame me. <laughs> <laughs> you fat fuck. <laughs> so. Yeah, I got to exercise. It's no doubt about that. So what are you thinking? What are you going to do? Wow. I don't know. It's got to be low impact, right? Yeah. Uh, so what are you thinking? I wish I had a pool. Rowing? <laughs> Rowing, what? yeah. What are you going to do? I don't know. I'll help you. I don't know. You're always help. Yeah, I'll you're come very over. helpful. And we'll do it together. You'll never come over. Sure I will. You, come, you always make promises. No, come on. Hey, man. I'll 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 practice. I'll learn the bass. I did it learn the bass. Yeah, and then you just until that's... you guys decided to be a Van Halen cover band. <laughs> what <laughs> to learn like three Van Halen songs? Three. Like, Forget what? it. Diver down one night, and then oh, you know what? I covered the other album. Are you ready for that one? Well, no, I I practiced Diver Down. Yeah, we're not doing that one. We're doing this other one now. <laughs> Wow, you're really sensitive about that, man. (laughs) It's the Scott situation. I think that's what we had. It might be. Could be. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I I just, I make a million excuses, but really, it's not that I don't, I do hate exercising. I do. Um, that's that's the challenge right I really, there. I, mean. I really hate it because uh, it's it's so fucking boring, um, and and it gets me like the heart gets going so much. I think I'm it's gonna fucking explode, man, and I'm gonna die of a heart attack. All right, so then you got to just cut your caloric intake in half. Uh, a year later, start ex- yeah, exercising. That's what I've been doing. Pretty much cutting the caloric intake. There you have it. My fitness pal. Going down to the turkey sandwiches, uh, the egg white delight in the morning with a coffee and some cream and Splenda. Egg uh, white delight. Is that Mickey uh, D's? Yeah. Yeah, that's two, good, isn't it? 250 calories. That's that it. It's tasty. Phenomenal. It's greasy. Yeah. It's but greasy, <laughs> but. But it's, it's only 250, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and the uh, let's see, Jimmy John's uh, number four without mail. Unwitch? Do you do the unwitch? No, I don't do the unwitch. But the uh, it's 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 like four hundred or three hundred eighty five calories without without the yeah about four hundred calories without the uh, mail. 
I get mustard instead. Nice. It's quite good. That is quite good. Um, for dinner, it's tough. You know, the wife, I don't know, she makes fucking tortellinis with cheese. That's no good. Yeah. That's like 1,500 calories. Right. Right. So we're going to go back to tilapia. Speaking of my fitness pal, John, I used it for a year, and then I haven't used it in about four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I stopped. I don't need it anymore. I'm I'm hoping. Um, well, that's how you are with your your pals. So it sees. <laughs> it'll see how it goes. What do you mean, pals? This is a computer app, John. Oh. It's a Android app I was using. Yeah. Yeah. Lick me up. All right, enough about me. I don't use the MyFitnessPal anymore. Uh, one of the reasons is I got a new phone, and I'm too lazy to download it. Phone. So I figure, why bother? I don't think that I need it anymore. This thing is not a phone. This thing is awesome. Samsung it's Galaxy. Like a laptop. S4. Well, I, you know, I got the uh, OtterBox on it, so that adds some bulk, you know? Because I can't, uh, dr- I can't break the thing. So if I do drop it, it's going to be okay in, yeah. in the OtterBox here. See what I'm saying there, John? Did you drive the Jeep? Tonight? Yeah. I did not. I drove the Civic tonight. I thought that was yours. The Jeep? Yeah. It's the family's. It's the family Jeep. What? (laughs) It's the family Jeep. Put your foot down, man, and that's your car. Oh, I'm going to get my own Jeep. You're getting your own? Yeah. And then (laughs) when Emma's old enough, she'll have the Civic that I drive Old enough? She's like... 20 now, isn't she? No, she's not even 16. She's oh. 16 on Tuesday, John. Tuesday. Oh, sweet 16. Mm-hmm. It's out of sight, it man. It's out of sight. And guess, dig this. You ever heard of... <laughs> <laughs> you ever heard of... <laughs> you ever heard of uh, Hoodie Allen, John? Hoodie no. Allen. Uh, if you could do look him up on YouTube there. Uh, Hoodie Allen, I'll be taking my daughter to a Hoodie Allen concert at the Vic on Thursday night for her birthday. How about that? It's a lot of um, a lot of uh, confrontation about this. Emma wanted to go with her friends, and she wanted to take the train and yeah. take a cab with her friends. I'm like, yeah, that's not happening. Uh, I'm going. So either I'm going or you're not going at all. So for a week she uh, moaned about that, and um, oh yeah, she f- finally said that I could, I could go. Oh, thank you. Which means that you can go, because if I can't go, yeah. you're not going. Yeah. Is this hoodie? Yeah. First team, bitch. Stop. <laughs> hoodie time. Bitches bad now. Don't even know me. Tell me I'm a dog like Odie, and I only fuck with crazy girls. Take them home like I'm Brody. This is and not appropriate, is it? Like I'll need to check the Vic site and see if this is uh, all ages or it's a 21 and over show. Kids today, John. But you ain't got no fucking hoodie in your Talk to me. So that's what I'll be doing. Yeah. 
Thursday night. Unless I get any more static, then I'm pulling the plug. Famous for assholes. <laughs> Who is? That's what this song is. Famous for assholes. Nice. Very nice, Scott. That's, I'm sure, proud parent. Yes, very proud. <laughs> very, you know, my daughter um, freshman year was is always confrontations about homework and studying, and she her grades were A's, B's, and C's, um, which I would have uh, uh, I didn't even dream of in, yeah. when I went to high school. But we got honor, and uh, this year it's just a real sign of maturity from her. Um, there's no more confrontation. She does her homework. She, we don't have to tell her. She spends like two hours a night on homework. And even with her friends, like her friends say, hey, let's go hang out. And she's like, yeah, okay, I'll be there. And she talks to me about, yeah, I want to go to my, yeah, that's cool. You can go to your friend's house. And then she'll come down and say, yeah, I'm not going to go. Well, why not? Well, they said they were going to drink and do dumb stuff. Do so e. I'm just going to stay home. So she's really maturing. Uh, a, a big growth, uh, a maturity from freshman to sophomore year. Yeah. Yeah, so that's very cool. Uh-huh, real mature. Is this hoodie? Yeah. <laughs> what you, what'd you say? I've been through like a hundred cities. Signed a thousand titties. I'm talking millions of biddies. I'm a dog, I chase that kitty. If your girlfriend is pretty, chances are I'm trying to snatch so I can slay and take her with me. Yeah, we'll have to have a conversation on the way to the Vic. Yeah. Yeah. It's the first time I'm hearing hoodie. Hoodie Allen. Maybe we'll just sell the tickets outside and uh, find something else to do. <laughs> You'd be funny all by yourself. This is for my Instagram models. Eating up the cake, watch it go right to your bottom. You should get a new job. Holla at McDonald's. Listen when I speak, baby, you can write a novel. The way spit flows, put you in a pickle, cause I did it with no label. Got a crystal ball, but I need luck, cause I already got them pesos. The symbol, treat them like Kinko's, cause they only trying to copy me. Last I checked, you ain't some handsome devil with a college degree. But you think you can have your cake and eat it too. Well, tell me why these pretty women never leave with you. I even ask your mom and pops and they like we approve. That's why your girlfriend's screaming out my name. I call that Beetlejuice. Cause I'm the one she choosing as her prep. France, Minnesota women show me love like I was cat. Van, pull up in your city. I can swear there's no exceptions. Get up in my Xbox cause I'm well connected. I know some people that they used to hate. 20 women in my trailer like I'm moving weight. Yeah, no wonder why we celebrate. Hold up, you ain't invited, homie. You can bake a cake. Cake, cake, cake. This ain't so bad. Yeah, it's not total well, baking shit. a cake, but it's not. <laughs> It's not appropriate. It's like if I were to take my daughter to a Catherine yeah, right. show, you know, <laughs> feeling I'm Mrs. Butterworth and shit like that. <laughs> hey, but she saw Kid Rock open up for um, Bon Jovi. Yeah, so that was that was pretty not bad. It was um, it was not appropriate. No? Kid Rock. No, he's not appropriate at all. Why were you there? I was there. Yeah. yeah. Soldier Field, man. My brother-in-law. Soldier's Field. Got me and my daughter tickets to Bon Jovi. Here's 
it's going to happen. Yeah. I'm going to get hammered and end up in the mosh pit. There's no mosh pit in a Hoodie Allen concert. Oh, yeah, there is. Oh. I'm going to start yeah. one. I mean, that two-door coupe, me and Sufjan. Tell him I don't even need a deal like Groupon. Because all she ever really wanted was that real shit. I'm 5'9". The question is, when I scream out, paint it black, you devil, will he get the reference? He might. You never know. You never know. He's an artist. (laughs) When was the guy born? 1995? Yeah. 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 So there you have it. That's what I'll be doing Thursday night. That should be exciting. And these girls, I, I'm, I'm she's so going with, disa- I've never heard I'm so these disappointed girls. in the youth of today. <laughs> Why is that? The shit they listen to, you know? I. I yeah, but our parents know. felt the same way about the shit that we listened to. I don't to, know about right? that. It's a generational no, thing. No, my parents were never like that. They never, My parents bought me Aerosmith and Sabbath, and yeah, they liked all that shit. Not that they liked it, but they still thought, yeah, this is rock and roll. I mean, my parents listen to this shit. They're like, what the fuck is this? This isn't music. There's no guitars or drums and sweating and there's dancing and DJs and I don't know, whatever. Yeah, maybe I'm an old man. I mean, it's listenable. I mean, uh, I can't listen to Justin Bieber. I can't listen no. to... Um, oh, there's this fucking Katy Perry song. I, I want to rip my fucking... <laughs> Ears off my head when I hear it. Have you heard this one? (laughs) Let me try to find this fucking thing. And they play it everywhere. You know, on the radio, I can control the radio. But I walk into, like, uh, if I'm shopping and I walk in somewhere, and they have this on in the background, I just fucking walk out. I can't stand it. Okay, you ready? This is, the, this is the one. Shut you ready? Up. What are you playing? What? I'm sorry. Please don't speak to me like that. I am simply saying that you... Will you shut up? You- hey. Shut the hell up. What is this? Shut up. What is this? Shut up. Skyler- shut up. Please shut up. stop. I- shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut hey. up. <laughs> What's happening? What's happening in the show? What happened? I don't know. What, what is that? Go on. <laughs> Nothing. I'm- are you telling me to shut no, up? No, I'm I- telling I stupid... Woody Allen to shut up. (laughs) All right, so here's this Katy Perry song. I fucking, you know, uh, there's only one other song I hate as much as this song, and it's um, Shout, Shout, Let It All Out. I can't stand that fucking song, and this one uh, skeeves me out as well. (laughs) Are you ready? Here it is. Oh, is this a dumbass video where I gotta. Ah, oh, Jesus Hold on. Christ. No, it's starting up. I'm sure you've heard this total piece of shit. 
make it to number one. I, I don't get it. What the hell's that? That's a stupid ass video. Just play the goddamn song. Yeah. Get to the chorus already. It's like fingers on a chalkboard. It's beautiful, man. It's beautiful music. You don't know how painful this is for me. <laughs> you don't like shout, huh? I, I can't stand shout. Uh, Not even this one? I despise that song so much it doesn't matter. Even the disturbed (laughs) version? Even the disturbed version disturbs me. Yeah. 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 Hey, what's the one that you don't like? The Tears for Fears? Is that the one? <laughs> That's the one you don't like? Is that the original? The guys who made it uh, a hit? So. Yeah. I can't stand the tears that song. for the fears. <laughs> tears for fears, yeah. We got to do a top 10 80s song. Do we ever do 80s songs that you just fucking hate? If it comes on the radio today, you just want to drive your car into a tree. Why does it have to be 80s? Why can't it be any? Well, just 80s. You know, I mean, there's, you know, growing up in high school, 80s. There's songs in the 90s I fucking well, hate. Yeah, sure, but you weren't in high school. <laughs> it doesn't matter! <laughs> I can think of like five of them right now. Ah. <laughs> These are the things I can do without. Come on. I kind of like this song. <laughs> Ugh. Blech. All right, so next show, top 10, just from the 80s, or top 10 songs I can't listen to. Well, we could do two uh, songs from the 80s and uh, and all time. Hated songs of all time. Because <laughs> I have a Christmas song I can't fucking stand. <laughs> Me too, little drummer boy. Oh, that's not it. I, I, I don't mind that, that one. fucking song. 12 Days I, of Christmas for me. Oh, I can't yeah. fucking stand it or any version shut of it. Up, shut <laughs> Are you telling shut me to shut up now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, big TTN news, big TTN news. Well, we have a couple of stories. So I uh, went to Miami, and I hooked up with yeah. the great Stefan C., and I met the word whore, Right, John. right. Not only that, I asked you to go, but you're like, dude, I got a gig on yeah, Saturday. I did. How'd your gig go? And it was good. Shut Where was it at? Up. Shut the 
<laughs> All right. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut! 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 Shut up! Shut up! Okay. Shut up, Scott. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, it was okay. It was it was it was okay. There was like nine people there. Where was it? P.S. Pub. P.S. Pub. I love yeah. that place. They do yeah. Spider John at P.S. Pub. Only nine people or twelve. Something. What's like that, that about? I don't know. Come on, we got social media. <sighs> I don't know. It was uh, it was okay. It was, it was all, right? all right. Yeah. Yeah. New Sorry. songs? You you uh, debut any new songs? Yeah, we got some uh, some new tunes we're working on. We're working on uh, Heartbreak. Uh, what is it called? Heartbreak Tonight? Is that it? By the Eagles? Heartache. Heartache Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> By the Eagles. <clears throat> the Donnas. Take It Off. Oh, yeah. yeah. By the Donnas. Uh, we're doing a Billy Squire tune. Take it off from the soundtrack Hangover, John. Is right? it? I think it's in Hangover. I yeah. don't know. Um, it's a great movie, that first one. Let's see. What else? What did I say? A Billy Squire tune? Yeah, Billy Squire. Um, yeah. Everybody wants you. It's you? I thought it was Everybody Wants Some. Something like that. I don't know. It's you? Or is yeah. it some? It's you. You. Everybody wants some. No, you owner. I don't know. Hey, I'm, you know. Are you looking it up right now? Yeah. You'll set it it's straight. You. All right, so uh, next gig. When's your next gig? Everybody want This Saturday. This Saturday? Shit. Yeah. This Shit. Sat- we're at. Shit. It's at, uh, uh, what's the name of that fucking place? The Mexican place? Yeah. El Sombrero. El Sombrero. Sombrero. El Sombrero. I had a business meeting scheduled for Saturday. I'm going to pick the location of El Sombrero. How about that? Yeah. Sombrero. What time do you guys go on? Uh, whatever, 9.30. So I'm going to set up the business meeting for 8 o'clock. I'm going to meet this guy, and he'll stick around and watch the gig. Well, they have food there, you know. Not, right. Not only that, I can get Mr. Schmuel out. How about yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. And see so, if I can get Duvo to come, too. What else are we doing? We're doing... Uh, the di- oh, yeah. Uh, what's that one uh, off a of jagged pill? You ought to know. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Julie, she's got the lungs yeah. for that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, who is that? Alanis Morissette. That's right, John. Yeah, we're doing that one. I don't know if we're going to be playing it this night. You know who plays bass on this one? Um, Eric Clampton. <laughs> yeah. Flea. Flea. How about that? I was close. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, that's a couple new tunes. Um, I wanted to do a Tracy Chabin? Bonham tune. Huh? Mother, mother. Mother, mother. Mm-hmm. I think she'd be good at that one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And we had a government shutdown while we were gone. That yeah, was, John. Uh, government shutdown. Yeah. We're still on TTN News, but if you want to talk about that, that's yeah, great. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. We don't have a whiteboard anymore, asshole. <laughs> Try to stay with me, John. We're still TTN on News. TTN News. That's right. TTN News. We got big news. I was in Florida. That is big news. Damn it. I met the word whore. God damn it, John. Um, hey, I heard from George Biggs, John. Really? He's reminding Mr. us Biggs that he's Mr. available. Biggs, oh, holy shit! Years. Biggs, <laughs> holy shit! It's it's. Uh, he's reminding us he's available October nineteenth through the twenty seventh, and here it is the twenty first, John. Ah, hey Scott, uh, you were wondering when I can come in and do a show with you guys. I have October nineteenth, twenty seventh off, so driving up to who, the who northern suburbs. Who is it? George Biggs. <laughs> and being out late at weeknight is doable. I would be honored to kick it with you guys. Thanks again. Hope all is well. Then I just heard from him on Sunday, John. And just a thought. I have Skype in the equipment that John recommended recording when I first started my podcast so I can always Skype in with a decent microphone as a guest on your show if it's any easier. I hope things are going swell for the folks at TTN Tet. So Yeah, if we did like plan our shows around a... Uh, a text an hour before the show. Right. So, let's do that right now, John. Let's pick next week's show. Next week's show. I can't do Monday. I can't do the 28th. Uh, it's going to be tough for me next week. End of the month. I can do the 27th Sunday. I can do Sunday um, the 27th. Possibilities, yeah. Or I could do Tuesday I'll the 29th. I'll back to you. So, you're saying the tw- 28th is no good for me. You're saying 29th no good for you month end. So 27th is the only date we can yeah. do. Okay. So Sunday, the 27th, if we can get our shit together, is our, when we're going to do the next show. Right? Yeah. Very good. All right. Moving on, John. I met the word whore. How about that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. So I go down to Miami. Uh, the great Stephen C. is there from Sunday through Sunday. He is uh, like a chair person or a board person yes. or something. And he winner, runs winner, this conference. Winner, I don't think so. Winner, winner, sheen dinner. Not only does he run this conference, he presents at this conference. Not only that, he has PhD students that present at this conference. Not only that, John, he has people that already are working in the private sector that present at this conference. Um, so it was really kind of cool to see. I, he invited me to do a couple of presentations. I got to tell you, I got to tell you this, John. We're at this one presentation. We walk in like 15 minutes late and we sit down. And the person finishes up their presentation and. Everybody gets their phones out. They're looking at their phones. And, or their... and, and uh, Stefan says, I'm sorry! No. 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 For so being late? That's rude. It is kind of rude, but, you know, we got there late. So oh. they're picking their phones, and they're looking at the schedule to see what uh, session they're going to go to next. What breakout and, session? Yeah. And this guy in the back asked the question. Uh, and everybody keeps looking at their phone, and they're looking at what they're doing, and they're not really paying attention. And the presenter answers the question, and the guy's like, oh, okay, great. And then Stefan raises his hand, and he asks the question. Everybody in the fucking room stopped what they were doing. They put down what, and they turned around and looked. And they were riveted by the great Stefan C's question. And just because he had an English accent, it probably had nothing to do with the fact that he was speaking. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, That's not it me. at all. Oh, man. That is not it at all. <laughs> so then uh, we went and saw this other presentation. And uh, 
It was one of Stefan's PhD students. She did a presentation on, let me see if I can remember, caregiver mental vitality, right? So after the presentation, that was like the final session of the day, we all ended up at this uh, um, uh, hotel bar. So we're having some drinks. It's happy hour. Uh, they have a really nice uh, ahi tuna taco. Uh, little, three little bite-sized tacos for $5. Yeah. Very tasty. So I'm talking to this uh, woman about her presentation about <laughs> clinical, I'm sorry, about caregiver mental vitality, <laughs> John. You're the keto speaker in a neuroscience <laughs> a neuro- Hey, the night before, neuroscience. I talked to a real neuroscientist, John. It was out of sight. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Uh, actually, I'm the keynote speaker. <laughs> this is so, neuroscience. <laughs> I was Dr. Nesbitt. You're referring to New Orleans. That's right. Dr. 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 Nesbitt. Nesbitt. Yes. <laughs> Nesbitt. Nesbitt. Yes. So, um, I start talking to this woman. I'm asking her these questions. And we had like this 30-minute conversation. And every 10 minutes, she's like, boy, you're so familiar. Do I know you? I'm like, How? you don't know me. How the fuck would you know me? You don't know me. I, you're from Montreal or we're Canada or somewhere. Uh, there's no way we know each other. So we're chit-chatting, chit-chatting. And then uh, at some point, Stefan's like, oh, hey, did, I forgot to tell you, this is Scott from TTN. And she's like, that's where I know you. I listen to TTN. Oh, my God. Stefan, uh, apparently, he tweets out when we release a show, yeah. he tweets the show to all of his... Uh, <laughs> All of these academic people. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's me. I'm Scott from TGN. That's, that's me. <laughs> that's right. I'm Dr. Nesbitt, <laughs> Dr. neuroscientist, Nesbitt. keynote speaker. Right on. At the Neuroscience Conference in NOLA. So that was pretty cool. And then I talked to this other woman. Uh, she actually worked at a place that I used to work, but we didn't know each other. But uh, we had this conversation, and she's from Detroit, but she's a Chicago Bears fan. And she found out I was from Chicago. She wants to take me to a Chicago Bears game when they play Detroit November 4th. Whoa. And I got to tell you, John, these scientists, they can they can uh, pound some drinks. They can pound some alcohol. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. But well, we know all, that. Was... We, we see Haggis Vite all the time shooting pictures of... Martinis <laughs> every day, it seems like. But it was very cool. It was a really neat experience. And then um, one other thing about scientists. Oh, so uh, Stefan is a supporter of Rash, right? And and then the other uh, prevailing statistical modeling uh, theory is uh, item response theory. But these clash. People that are backers of uh, item response theory, or IRT, as they call it, John, uh, do not like people from Rash. And uh, there's some of these presentations get very tense, and the questions are very confrontational at the end of the session. Cool. Um, so that was interesting to see as well. So there's this, it, it seems to be there's this paradigm shift that's happening right now uh, where IRT is, is kind of being phased, and it's not being phased out, but... In the future, if everything goes well for Rash, uh, people will be moving to Rash. And, and the, the reason is, Rash is complex. It's complicated. Um, IRT is a little bit easier, but Rash gives you better results. And people are starting to see that. And now in the computer age, when you can automate this shit, Rash isn't as complex as it used to be. And people, uh, uh, in my opinion, should be moving 
to the rash method. How about that, John? <laughs> so that is really exciting. So the conference was cool. The place we stayed was really fucking cool. The Intercontinental uh, Miami. It was right on. Uh, oh, I'm I, not sure I've stayed you... at the Intercontinental Chicago. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been there too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's it wasn't uh, South Beach, but it looked out over onto South Beach. Yeah. So I, I show up on Wednesday. Um, Stefan's got some stuff to do, and he's got some uh, work to do after the the conference. So um, the word whore, I get to meet the word whore. She shows up with her friend Dan at uh, my hotel at the bar. They meet me at the bar, and then they kidnap me and take me to South Beach. Oh. So I end up in South Beach. Uh, this guy, Dan, uh, the word horse friend, uh, he's got this uh, condo. And they love to go there and watch the sunset. It's like on the 25th floor. Yeah. And it looks it, it doesn't look out into the Atlantic. It's it's in the Bay Area, and it faces the west. Uh, so we did that. Watch the golf. We had a couple of drinks. We watched the sunset. It's on the 25th floor. So there's this balcony, and it goes around the corner. And the balcony uh, over the water, I have no problem with. And then I turn the corner, you know, just to see what it was yeah. like. But there's no water. It's like concrete. Yeah. And I fucking flipped out. <laughs> you need a Xanax? I, I put my back against the wall, and I was like Spider-Man. You know, I was like climbing back to the other side of the balcony. You were like Spider-Man, but your anus became a suction cup yes, against the wall. Basically. I don't know why that is. If uh, if I fell into the water from 25 stories, it wouldn't be good. But I was just a little bit more confident on that side of the balcony. <laughs> so we had a great time. And then uh, I text cousin, cousin Dan's the same way, man. Where he's like freaks out. Oh, dude, we went on and we weren't we weren't but the fifth floor of a building. <laughs> the fifth floor uh, on the top of it, and he wouldn't look over the. He's like, back up. He's telling my kids, back up, back up. <laughs> and it it had a railing and like a catch area. Like if you were to jump, you'd land into this little fence or something. There's no way you could actually jump all the way off the building. Uh, or fall, uh, he was. He would not go within ten feet of the edge of the building. Well, I, I can relate to that as well because I. Um, what are you talking about? We went up on the the uh, World Trade Center, right? And we saw that guy freak out. Yeah, but and you I, I was going to freak out, but then I saw how he freaked out. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to look that dumb. <laughs> So, but no, I was, uh, when I was in uh, uh, college age, I didn't, I would, didn't go to this college, but we went to a road trip to, um, there's a uh, University of Wisconsin, La Crosse, is that a college? I don't know. Yeah, so. But it's in La Crosse. La Crosse has these bluffs, right? They're like 300 foot cliffs. So we go to the bluffs. And I didn't want to get 20 feet near the edge of this fucking bluff. I'm like, well, I don't, I'm fine back here. It's a great view. I can see. Great. <laughs> it's a great view. But these two girls we were with, they're like, um, it pissed me the fuck off. <laughs> they're dancing on the edge of the bluff, you know, because they could tell it's fucking making me go insane. You're getting nauseous. Like Dan was going with your kids. He's like, hey, yeah. can, can you just back up? Can you just not yeah, go by the railing? Yeah, do that. Yeah, so I'm like, hey, do, this, why the fuck are you doing that? You could trip and fall for a fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> so can you just come back a little bit? I mean, and it. It was worse than me being at the edge, is to have somebody else goofing around. Yeah. It just drove me fucking insane. So I'm just like Cousin Dan in that regard. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, that's uh, we went to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> you ever go to the edge of one of those cliffs? No, no. Oh, I. But they have, uh, from what I understand, the balconies are like glass bottom. No, no, not on the South Rim. It's uh, it's it's like you could just walk right up to the edge and look down. Oh, but and but I I've heard that uh, there are places like that as well now. But they have these balconies or uh, with glass bottoms, so they kind of yeah you can walk out over the ridge. Well, here, here's what happened. We drove all the way up there um, with my wife and, <laughs> and in-laws. Did, did the whole walked around it had it had a good time. I was shitting in my pants, uh, getting really close to the edge, but I did it just to do it. And then my kids come along, and my wife wants to go to the Grand Canyon. And I had a dream that my daughter was dropped from one of the cliffs. And I said, we're not going. Why? We're just not going. We're not going up there. I had Here's this nightmare I had. And I told her, and we never went. It's just like the time you had that nightmare that the plane crashed. Yeah. So we had to change the night. We went to Amsterdam. <laughs> I don't remember changing the oh, night. Yeah, we changed no, the day. Come yeah. on. We changed the day we were flying because you had a dream. We were going to fly like on a Tuesday. And then you said, hey, uh, can we fly Wednesday instead? I had this dream. We were going to fly Tuesday and come back. Saturday or something, and you had some sort of dream that we were going to crash. So we (laughs) went back into the Priceline.com, and we got even cheaper flights. See? (laughs) You see? Cheaper flights, and uh, we did it here at my house. We did the flights in the room from Wednesday night until Sunday afternoon. It was like seven hundred and fifty bucks each. Remember that? No, not really. Anyway, I remember yeah, going course, to Amsterdam. Of course, you don't remember. I remember that part. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll call Rick, man. He'll he'll verify this. He'll validate. Of course, he will. Why he'll wouldn't he? I have a shitty up. memory. I, I trust yeah. you. Why wouldn't that happen? <laughs> All right, digress. Start digressing. You're, All right, you're, so, you're back to the wall. Uh, Your butt cheeks are sucking the wall in so you don't fall. But I got around to the other balcony that's over the water, and I'm, I'm fine again. Um, so then uh, I text Steph, and I tell him where we're at. He show, he takes a cab. He shows up. We ended up at a VHW. Is that right? VHW? VH? Veterans of War? Veter- what do they call those things? You know, v- VFW? VFW, there you go, John. <laughs> <laughs> Veterans of Hollywood. In the basement. Uh, and then the the cheaps Why? are really drink. Uh, really drink? The, the drinks are really cheap. I just said the cheaps are really, really drink. Che- <laughs> the drinks are really cheap. And so we ended up there. And then um, we left. I can't re- really remember. I the thought rest you were going to watch a movie. Um, watch a movie? Oh no! Yeah. Uh, it was going to rain. Adventure. The weather was uh, kind of shitty, but it really wasn't. It cleared up that night, so we just ended up at this place, and then uh, we left, got back home, and then uh, uh, the word whore Thursday was out all Thursday. She apparently drank too much Wednesday night, and uh, she couldn't. Uh, she couldn't hack it, huh? Couldn't do nothing on Thursday. So then. 
Uh, we met up with her again on Friday. And then we went to this place by our hotel called Sharky's. And they had like, uh, I don't know, 60 different draft beers and yeah. 100 different bottled beers. And that was really cool. Uh, great conversation. Uh, the whore uh, had too much to drink again. The, the word whore. Um, and uh, she doesn't remember this, but she did get kind of nasty towards the end. To who? To me and to really? Stefan. But not, it was uh, like one-on-one nasty, like saying just really unpleasant things. And uh, I had to say to her. Unpleasant or like. I had to say to her, you need to stop because you don't know what the fuck you're talking what, about. What, what, what was she saying, man? <laughs> I'll tell you after the Come show. Come on. So uh, it comes time to leave. <laughs> I got to, I find her a cab. Um, and I'm like, hey, tell me your address. Give me your address. And she wasn't Fuck giving you. me. Yeah, she wasn't giving me her address. Baldy. So I get her. I pour in the back seat of this cab, and I'm like, you gotta tell me your address. Tell me. It's so I. Oh, okay. Is it this? And I say it back to her, and she's like, yes. And I said, okay, cabbie, you need to take her to this address. All right, no monkey business. Take her right there. Don't fuck around. <laughs> so then I told if her. If I wanted to see Amsterdam. <laughs> so then I told her, hey, if you're still coherent when you get home, text me and let me know you got there. Um, and so she's like, yeah, yeah. So the cab leaves. And then I go to walk back to the hotel. I'm like, fuck, I don't have my phone. So I run back to this place. Stefan and his crew had already left. The table we are sitting at, my phone is not there. I'm like, God damn. Uh. <laughs> so I get back, I get I I log into the Facebook there on my computer and I'm instant messaging Stefan. Do you have my phone? Did you guys pick up my fucking phone? Because I talked to the bartender. She's like, No, I don't know what happened to it. <laughs> uh and Stefan did have my phone. Uh. So that was very cool. But I didn't hear from the word whore until like noon the next until day. Until Monday. <laughs> so for the whole morning and noon until noon, I thought the cab driver just drove her wherever, like Dropped Minnesota or something. <laughs> Back to Canada. But she got home fine, and then when she texted me, it, it I inferred from her text that she really didn't remember a lot from last night, especially being particularly nasty to Stefan and I. So we can have that conversation in the future. Um, but then Saturday, we uh, went to a couple more conference presentations and then we went to south beach john that was nice. sweet i swam in the ocean i got even yeah. got a little sunburn and yeah. i stayed in the goddamn shade <laughs> the only time i was in the sun is when i was swimming and it's i got sunburned reflecting off the sand yes that's what somebody told yeah. me yeah mm-hmm. it reflects off the sand yep. so we it's had like little uh, glass particles oh and we get there and they got these guys running around, you know, and we think, okay, we're going to order some drinks. Uh, yeah, they just decided like an hour ago that it's illegal to have drinks on the beach. I'm like, <laughs> like what? what? Who decided that? Well, it, yeah, we can't do it. There's a cop right over there, and I don't want to get busted. So if you want a drink, you got to go back to the bar, which is not on the beach. Ugh. So we just had, like, food. Yeah. And then after we were done at the beach, we retired to a bar and they we got like a couple of uh ice buckets of beer. Had another great time there. Any steak? Get any um, steak? Yes, we seafood. Did. Get this, John. 
uh, one of the nights, we went to an Argentinian steakhouse. Oh, nice. Not that shit in Amsterdam. You know, there's a new one. A real Argentinian steakhouse. There's one here in Rosemont now. What's it called? Fogo de Chao. Fogo de Chao? Yeah. Have you been there? Not yet. It's the Brazilian, the one where you flip the card over. It's green, and they keep bringing the meat to you. (laughs) And then when you turn it red, they, they stop. You ever been to one of those? A churiscaria, it's called? I've never been there, no, to one of those. It's just, uh, it's put the meat feed bag on. You'll be like, I've never had this much meat in my mouth at one time. Well, remember that one time? (laughs) You had all my meat in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Well, that wouldn't really qualify. Yeah. Because I had a White Castle slider in my mouth, and that would be more meat. <laughs> All right, John. Did you write that? Moving on, John. Yeah. So then uh, Sunday, we had to ch- uh, Stefan and I had to check out at noon, and we ended up back at South Beach at the Word Sunday. Horse. Sunday, Sunday. We got to see the Word Horse condo, and her, yeah. which is basically her studio, because I don't know if you know this, studio. John. She's an artist, yeah. uh, oil and acrylic. Very talented. Very talented. She does um, what? That paint by numbers stuff? Yeah, paint by numbers. Paint and by numbers. I got to see where she records uh, the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I got to see that setup. Is it as nice as ours? No, no. It's oh. like a Mac with a microphone stuck to it. <laughs> yeah. So that was very exciting. <laughs> so then, Here it is. Uh, she took us to this restaurant. We had some breakfast. It was really good. But there was a line at this restaurant. And this, there was this restaurant next door. It's an Italian place. I'm like, well, there's fucking nobody there. Why don't we go there? Oh, no. They, they're they notorious for adding shit to the bill. And then when you challenge it, they bitch and moan about it. And and they it's, it's just not a cool place to go. So we didn't go there. We waited. And we had a very nice brunch, John. Nice. Right in South Beach. And um, it was just really very, very cool. Very cool. The whole trip was really cool. Very cool. I met some really interesting people. Uh, I met the word whore and her friend Dan. Yeah. Um, the word whore. The weather was great. Um, and it was uh, it, it was a, a big learning experience for me as far as uh, the history of statistics. And... Um, it was very cool. That's out of sight, man. Yeah, yeah. It was really neat. So, when really are you going to give your presentation? Your presentation. My presentation, John. Yeah. Um, I don't have one. I I just automate <laughs> ideas. Maybe oh. in the future, if the automation takes off, uh, maybe there will be a, a something I can present at this conference. Automate ideas. That's out of sight. That's right, John. Hey, this just in, Scott. Yes. Snow possible Tuesday afternoon. A vigorous, fast-moving storm system will race eastward across the region Tuesday, interacting with the unseasonably cold air mass in place, bringing the potential for a period of snow. Uh, yeah. yeah. They're talking... Uh, they don't say how many inches, but uh, it is it is a special weather statement that just popped up here. I can't wait till it freezes because I'm tired of these allergies and taking this Allegra (laughs) bullshit. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Rain and snow likely tomorrow. 60% chance rain and snow likely tomorrow night. (laughs) How 
about that in October? I was wearing shorts on Sunday, man. I'm and wearing it, shorts right now. It, yeah, and it's going to snow tomorrow. Shorts today, snow tomorrow. And that's your TTN weather news. Your weather break. So the trip was great. It was nice and sunny and hot, right? Probably not that hot in October. No, it was really nice, and apparently 70s, this is when the 80s. the um, the season for them takes off. Uh, uh, South Beach is this is the time to go between October and February. So in South Beach, they had uh, on the weekends they have antique dealers show up and they set up shop, and and so that happened. Um, yeah. My wife and I have been there uh, in October. Um, It's quite nice. The weather was nice. It wasn't too hot. We went to Captiva Island. No, I'm sorry. We didn't go quite to Captiva. We went to... um, It's Clearwater, and then it turns into... uh, What the hell do they call it? It's before Captiva. Whatever that little town is where all the rich people go and the water's crystal clear... I have no um, idea. It's on the golf side. Towards the uh not not the tip. The tip. Towards the tip of whatever. Anyway, so we went there and we at the same time we were there, we went to Orlando and went to um the uh Universal Studios. And because it was October, it was like Fear Fest or whatever, Fright Fest. I got to tell you, it was fucking so fucking cool. Um, because have you ever been to Universal? I haven't. Universal no. Studios in in Orlando. Yeah. Mm, yes. Yes, I have. Okay. So it's it's a theme park, but it's more towards the rides aren't like big, giant, crazy, flippy roller coasters. They're more movie themed, like uh, Back to the Future, Jaws, stuff like that, King Kong. So going at night, it was really cool, uh, and they had like five haunted houses. Uh, the Bates Motel was they had the Bates Motel there that you went through was a haunted house. They had uh, like this old San Francisco scene, and you went into this butcher shop, and that was a haunted house, and it was really fucking cool. And the weather was kick ass the whole time we were there. Um, so yeah, I recommend any if you're going to go to Florida, do it in October. Oh, right on! It's, the weather's great. Yes, it would. It just kind of was overcast the first day I was there, and then it cleared up the rest of the time. Yeah, there was like a typhoon or something that came yeah. through one day while I was there, but but other than that, it was it was great because it is coming up on hurricane season, so uh, it does get a little little uh, hairy and. And there is this bridge. I think there's this bridge that we took, my wife and I. Now, I don't think I would ever take it again because I'm not too fond of bridges to begin with. And back then, you know, I'd jump out of a fucking plane with a parachute. I didn't give a shit about nothing. But now, uh, all kind of shit freaks me out. Like you are with the the balcony in the solid ground. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, um... I, I don't like bridges. I don't like flying anymore. I don't mind the flying part. I just don't like the takeoff and landing. I don't mind flying at all. 
Well, you know, I, I get in my plane. First of all, I'm at the Miami airport. Oh, your plane, huh? Yeah, it's my plane. <laughs> I'm at the Miami airport uh, just milling around waiting for my <laughs> flight. <laughs> and I run into, guess who, John? Who? Vinnie Jones. Do you know who that is? No. Yeah, I didn't know his name either. I just knew him from the guy from She's the Man with Amanda Bynes. So I just looked him up right now because I remembered I saw him. And uh, I wanted to say, hey, you know, hey, she's the man. I, I dug your uh, the performance. Oh, that was great. right. <laughs> and it's a good thing I didn't because I'm reading about him now. And he was apparently some hard ass. Stab somebody. Yeah, in soccer, he would like grab opposing players nuts and squish them and shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you'd have a story. Vinny Jones. got my nuts squished by <laughs> Vinnie Jones. Footballer, hard man, John. Or soccer. Uh, he was in lock, stock, and two... <laughs> Smoking Barrels. Yeah. He was in Snatch. And oh, uh, yeah. I know him best from She's the Man, John. She's yeah. the Man, because I've seen that movie like 10 times. Because it's got Channing Tating in it, and my daughter loves that movie. And I think it's pretty good, too. Tating Channing. Channing Tatum. Um, so then I'm, I'm, I get on the plane, right? And there, I'm in the aisle seat. It's three, three seats. Uh, yeah. uh, and then the aisle and three seats. So I'm in the aisle seat. And there's this young kid next to me. He's like uh, maybe 25, 24, yeah. 25. And he's a big guy. And I'm like, ah, shit, we're both big guys. So it looks like I'm going to be leaning into the aisle yeah. this whole flight. So then this woman comes down the aisle. And she's an older woman. She's like 55, maybe. And he's like, excuse me. And so I get out of his way. And he helps this woman with her luggage. Like, to get it up in the thing. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that must be his mom or something. That's really cool, this kid. That's that's really cool. So then she gets in by the window. He gets in by the middle seat, and I sit back down. <laughs> and I'm reading the fucking uh, airline magazine, whatever. Yeah. And out of the corner of my eye, she starts... Ru- I see her start rubbing his fucking genitals. No! And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? I thought that was his mom. So I'm doing like... I'm trying to do a double take to see... Did I confuse her with somebody else? Is she 55 like I thought she was? So I, I'm sitting next to them and trying to eyeball them to see if my that mind is, is mom. <laughs> They're from the South. I don't know. But so it's Florida. During the course of the flight, I kept kind of, you know, like I was pretending to look out the window. And I'm like, holy shit, she's fucking in her 50s. And he's like 24. <laughs> but then I was like, what is my problem, right? Yeah. Uh, George Clooney, he's what, our age? Yeah. Or, and he dates probably 24-year-olds, right? <laughs> so what's the big deal? <laughs> I don't think it's appropriate that she's rubbing his groin no. No. on the plane. Yeah, you just let him, just let him be. It's free, wor- you know, free society. <laughs> you pull your junk out and you start jerking off. <laughs> and then you see how they like it. You can't do that anymore. And if they get the hit, then... Uh, I learned that in Hangover. <laughs> Why? You pulled your junk out during no, the movie? No, in Hangover, the the one character played by uh, Zach Galifianakis, or yeah. however you say his name, he said, uh, 9-11 ruined that. You used to be able to jerk off on planes. <laughs> All I'm asking is, there's blankets, right? Hey, Just put a yeah. blanket over if you want to give them a handy. I don't need to see it, right? 
That's all I'm saying. Oh, that's out of sight. Uh, but yeah, so the the trip was great. I can't wait to get back. <laughs> you and I should schedule a South Beach trip because yeah. I got a line on this condo that is really inexpensive for us yeah. to rent for the week. And uh, we can make a TTN thing of it. It would be very cool. I was supposed to meet up with the word whore when I was a- and in, uh, Preston Mrs. Buttons in Mrs. Sausage. Yeah. But, um, it never happened. I, I wasn't up there long enough. Yeah. Yeah. I did end up at a bar one night um, while I was up there in Canada called The Harp. But it was a Monday night and I got so fucked up. I got fucked up two times going to Canada. The first time I went, I had to go for a um, a mission leadership conference uh, where I, I, I had no idea what it was for. I, I never even heard of it. And um, the guy I went with that night, we took a late flight, and we just pounded drinks on the plane all the way there. It's only like, a I don't know, an hour and it's like a 50-minute flight, but we pounded a bunch of beers at the bar, uh, and I think we like we were, we flew, uh, we got vouchers, because we let one flight go that was overbooked, and we took a later flight, and we're pounding and pounding. We get on the plane, we fly there, we have drinks on the plane, it was, he got us up to first class, so we're pounding more drinks. We get there, and I got the fucking bed spins. And all I remember, I'm in this hotel called, like, the Water's Edge. And it's like an apartment. And I'm sitting there looking outside and eating M&Ms and talking to my wife on the phone. (laughs) And I I can't go to sleep because I'm going to throw up, you know. But you know that feeling where you're going to throw up, but you can't throw up. And you don't want to shove your fingers if you have to. And... You just want to ride it out. And then the next morning I wake up uh, and I got to go to this meeting and sit all day long with this fucking hangover and do this mission leadership thing where we got to listen to some guy talk about leadership and hierarchy and all this crap and KPIs and blah, blah, blah. So then we get done with that and we get on the, we're getting ready to leave. And in Canada, coming back, at least from Toronto, you actually pass through customs there. You don't do it in the States. You pass through customs in Canada and then you're like on international American soil, even though you're still in Canada. There's just a glass window separating you from the other side. And we decide, oh, we're early. Let's drink some more beer. <laughs> so we chug like two giant uh, 20-ounce Moosehead beers. We get on the plane, first class again. I'm in the first seat right next to the window. And I got to take the fucking meanest piss ever. And I'm thinking, well, we're going to be backing up soon, and we'll be taking off, and it's, we'll be up in the air in about 10 minutes. I could get up and take a leak, right? We back up, and we drive down the, you know, we taxi down the uh, runway a little bit, and we stop. And we're sitting there, and we're sitting there, and we're sitting I'm like, what the fuck? And it's starting to leak out a little. You know that feeling when your bladder's so... 
no. ready to go. No. It's, something's going to leak. You feel like it's going to leak oh, out. You feel like it's it didn't leak out. No. You feel, feel like, like it's going to leak see. out. Like I, I'm just going to let it go. I don't care. And I'm like, you know what? I'm getting up. I get up, and as I'm getting up, the the stewardesses are buckling themselves in their little seats, you know? And the lady says, hey, we're taking off, sir. I go, not yet. And I jump into the bathroom. Now, luckily, this is pre-9-11, so, <laughs> so I didn't get, like, accosted or anything. But I took my piss, which... It felt like I was pissing for 10 minutes. It was going and going and going. I come out. I apologize. Everybody's looking at me. I sit down. I'm totally embarrassed. And uh, I order, as soon as we're up in the air, I order uh, a Bloody Mary. And the lady brings me a can of tomato juice, V8 or whatever, Bloody Mary mix, and three bottles of vodka. (laughs) 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 <laughs> just what I needed and then of course the second time I was there Monday night we're going to have a big SAP meeting and we sit at a bar till all hours of the morning drinking Guinness nice <sighs> oh the other thing is both flights I was in like uh, aisle uh, uh, I was on the aisle seat but row 28 which is towards the back it's yeah. not the very back and it's only a three hour flight but uh, the last hour I got somebody's ass in my face because they're waiting in line to take a piss or whatever. Oh. It's like, what? it's only three hours. You can't Bum. fucking hold it for three hours. I can't. No. I got somebody's ass in my face the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got that big phone now, too. You can watch movies on that thing. <laughs> oh, I had my iPad, man. Oh, I was nice. reading. I started reading nice. uh, Ebert's... Uh, uh, autobiography? No, it'd be his biography. No, his autobiography, right? That's when you write it yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm reading this thing at the end of like the second chapter. I started fucking crying. Oh! That fucking asshole! <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what it was. I'll find it. I'll highlight it and I'll uh, maybe share it on Facebook or. Oh, next. I did. I saw two movies. That's right. Because I got to read this book now that Rick gave me that I, I've never even cracked the cover on. He gave me for Christmas one year, and now I have to read it after watching book. this movie. It's the book is called Lincoln. Lincoln, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, by Bill O'Reilly, Killing no, Lincoln. That no, one? <laughs> fuck him. Uh, it's a biography about Lincoln, but uh, I saw that movie. Finally. Great movie, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're gonna talk about that in movies, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, John, moving on. Uh, so, yeah, we got to get down to South Beach at some point. It's yeah. fucking cool. Um, before we get to movies, John, we have some voicemails. Yeah. Let's hear those uh, voicemails, because we got voicemail working again. That's right. That's right, John. That's right. Let me uh, let me uh, pause the backing track here. Yes. Bad. Yes. Here's the first voicemail. Hey, John. Hey, Scott. It's Dave again from Austria. The same one he took the piss out of earlier today. Today for me. The one that left his phone on? 27th yeah. of September. And you finally got another podcast out. Well done, lads. You're breaking all the records here. <laughs> Thanks for editing out that shit. Me walking around talking to myself like a total moron. I don't have to come after you for that one. I just think of something. 
I think he's anyway, just an assassin um, or something. What was it you said? <laughs> It was a good idea to call you when I thought of it, but now I fucking forgot. <laughs> yeah, totally forgot. He's <laughs> 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 trying to think of it. Yeah. What is he doing? I don't know. I'm not <laughs> Did there. Did he forget to hang up again? Yeah, he hung up. Did he hang up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now, remember, hey, John, who's got us, Dave? Uh, calling you back again because I'm a total dickhead and I'm not putting enough water in my whiskey here, obviously. Uh, the reason I called you back was to tell you that I didn't hang up on the last call, on the last Skype call. I tried to hang up because I'm using a head mic and it is... Uh, it just doesn't always hang up when I push the button on the mic, you know, on your earbuds. And I pushed the button. This is what he wanted to tell us. I hung up and I just kept going. So, yeah, but funny. I was in town when I heard this. I was listening to it. And, man, people were looking at me like I was off the fucking chart. They were going to lock me up over here. It's all a bit kind of, yeah, we're in my uh, Yeah, great stuff. Thanks for not editing it out, even though I asked you to. Who <laughs> gives a shit? It's total talk answers, isn't it? And, John, as far as Jack Daniels is concerned, I have exactly the same issue. If I drink too much of that shit, man, the lights go out, and I nobody. I have no idea what the fuck happens after that. <laughs> so I just don't drink it anymore. <laughs> Stick with my uh, Scottish Scots, Scotch and uh, Jim Beam. But the Jack Daniels, it's a no-no. Okay, guys, listen, thanks again for 285, another great episode, and I look forward to one day, uh, it could happen early next year, I'll be over there again in the US of A, and I'll come around and uh, maybe sit in on a show. And kill us. Look forward to it. <laughs> thanks again. We I'm look forward to that, too. Yeah. That'd be on awesome. phone to hang up. Not the fucking headset. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, figured out how to hang it up. So that's Dave from Jerusalem, Italy, Austria, Australia, Scotland, Ireland. He, he's from all over. He reminds me of like Clive Owen or something. Uh, uh, the Specialist or whatever. What, what, what movie was that? I don't know what movie. Was he an assassin in a movie? He was in the first Born. He was an assassin. Oh, right. Remember? Maybe that's what Dave is. <laughs> he's one of those. <laughs> he's one of those assassins. He travels a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's coming over to the states, John. I yeah. wonder who his target is. <laughs> so that that's what he he wanted to say was. I was talking about Jack Daniels. Uh, makes me ornery and uh you and i got into it in one podcast it was all recorded and uh yeah you were a bit upset with me you're like yeah you get really confrontational with that shit <laughs> so i've 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 never drinking <laughs> jack daniels since that day is, is there a drink that makes me confrontational john <clears throat> i think it just makes me stupid. probably all of them really no, no. 
Well, no. If if I'm protecting the bros, right? Like somebody make somebody say, what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> the bros. Somebody say. Somebody say bleed. Yeah, yeah. If I'm protecting the bros, somebody then I get confrontational, bleed. right? But not within the bro group. I don't get confrontational. That guy I? was like four feet tall. What, you're into midget throwing now? Yes, I'm into midget throwing. <laughs> hey, he was picking on my cousins who were four feet tall at the time. Stole my car. <laughs> what was that? I need a ride. Fuck off. <laughs> you were just saying, somebody say bleed. Dan was getting, hey, man, nobody likes you. Nobody wants you here. Why don't you get the fuck out of here, man? All in his face. Yeah, we got to get Dan on the show. He won't come on, but we got to disguise his voice or something. I got a Why don't ton you of questions shut up? Why don't you make me? And you'd say, hey. I don't make monkeys. I train them. <laughs> Somebody say bleed. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> That's as good as faggot school, man. <laughs> hey, somebody say bleed. <laughs> yeah, I'm a hard ass when I want to be, John, when I'm not stupid drunk. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> That was a good party, man. Dan on <laughs> taking the fucking fuse out. Not the band. Oh, classic. <laughs> He's a little deviant, man. What was the band? Ameriraka? <laughs> yeah. <no>. Steel Dragon. <laughs> oh, Steel Dragon. They changed their no, name. No, not Steel Dragon. Steel Legion. Steel Legion. Steel Legion. Steel Legion. Yeah. They changed their name from Ameriraka <laughs> to Steel Legion. Ameriraka. <laughs> <laughs> Dan goes down in the basement and he unscrews the fucking fuse and he hides. I think I have video of that. I think I have video. Like, we opened up for them. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> we, there's a like a three-minute video of them before yeah. Dan pulls the fuse and the power goes out. <laughs> and Dan, you know, he's like this straight-laced guy, wears the turtlenecks, very, very clean-cut businessman, but underneath... Yes. These little ants and evil lurks. Yes. I had a dream about Dan. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah, so um, um, it's interesting, this dream. So uh, I had this dream about Dan. I'm in a car. Dan's driving. I'm in the passenger seat. And uh, I went to Vegas with Steve and Nick and, and some other friends that Dan and I used to hang out with. So in my dream, I said, hey, Dan, uh, we went to Vegas. It was great. You should come with us next time. And he said, um, this is my dream now. He said, uh, yeah, if Jesus wants me to go, he'll give me a signal. So I said, well, how do you know Jesus isn't, you know, the signal isn't me asking you to go? How do you know that Jesus isn't? Right. And he said, I don't think Jesus would use the vessel of Satan to communicate with me. <laughs> Come on. So hold on, it gets better. So I wake up, and I'm like, wow, that was a freaky dream. So I go downstairs, and I start getting, it's a school day, I'm starting to get the, the lunches ready for the kids, and I start humming the song. Do you know what song, John? No. When I die and they lay me to rest, I'm gonna go to the place that's the best. You know that song, right? No. About Jesus? No, no. You've never heard that song? Well, keep singing. Um, <laughs> gotta have a friend in Jesus. It's like from the late 60s, early 70s. Yeah. It's a one-hit wonder. 
And I'm humming that song to myself. Now, if I was brought, like if I was Zach and brought up in this ideology, I, for like a split second, and I'm not even brought up in the ideology, but for a split second I thought, is that Jesus trying to communicate with me? With this dream and now I'm humming this song? And then I was like, yeah, bullshit. That's total uh, horseshit. But if I was brought up in this ideology, I would have maybe said to myself, this is Jesus trying to reach out to me. Right. First through the dream, and now I'm humming this song. Yes, this song, right here. This is what I was humming and singing to myself. Spirit in the sky. Spirit in the sky. When I die and they lay me to rest, gonna go to the place that's the best. When I lay me down to die, there's a factual uh, uh, going to the spirit. He talks about he doesn't sin. He's just like Jesus because he doesn't sin. Then he is Jesus because we all sin. Go to the place that's the best. When I lay down to die. It's catchy. It's yeah. a catchy song. Prepare yourself. You know it's a must. You're gonna have a friend in Jesus. So you know that when you die, it's gonna recommend you to the spirit in the sky. And there you have it. Yeah, I've never... I know the song, but I don't know the lyrics until now. It's like you've heard it in commercials too, like lately. This one? Yeah. Yes. What's what commercial is it? Yeah, so uh, maybe when I do die and I do go to heaven, uh, when I'm trying to get into heaven, they're going to be like, yeah, Jesus tried to communicate with you, dude. Tiger Woods, Gatorade commercial. And you did, you ignored him. I ignored him? No, no, no. I'm saying when I get to, to heaven and they, and they won't let me in. Hey, we tried to reach out to you through this yeah. dream and through this song. And you ignored it. You're the greatest golfer on earth. What's next? New Gatorade Tiger with I don't know, you become Jesus? Electrolytes. It's in Tiger Woods. Is it in you? Yeah. <laughs> it's in Tiger Woods. It's in Tiger Woods. Is it in you? Yeah. I've heard that song in a lot of commercials, man. Just that riff. Not the not the lyrics or anything, but the riff. The riff. Yeah. Right. Speaking of songs, man, I got a song. You got a song, man. Let's hear it, man. Yeah, about a year and a half ago, Amber, uh, who's been on the show, and I um, participated in a little studio gig. We had a studio gig. Uh, Chuck, who is still yet to be on the show, he's he's an avid whiskey drinker. 
And um, Rye, John. Rye, Rye. yes. Introduced me to Rye. Yes. He, um, I played with him in several bands. The K-Martians. Um, I can't remember. Some band you went and saw us playing. Um, <clears throat> and I've jammed with his, him and his friends. He's got some friends he went to college with. Uh, one lives in Florida who comes up every once in a while. Another guy, Mike. I don't know where he lives. I think he's in Ohio or something. He comes up. Uh, Dan is a, um, he does recording. He, he works, I think for Metro mobile. So he travels around and does recordings and does live sound for bands. Uh, so we got called over to Chuck's place and we did a whole studio thing. Um, he wrote a song because he's a, I think he's a raff or something for, a woman's roller derby and uh there's some sort of roller derby cd coming out so he wrote, wrote a song called the outside whiteboard man i'm not sure what that is um but i played drums on it and amber sang backing vocals chuck wrote it sang on it and we're gonna hear it yeah we're gonna hear it and there's a lot of cool like hillbilly kind of slide guitars there's a lot of guitar stuff going on in this song uh, it's tongue in cheek, kind of funny, um, country hillbilly, twangy, whatever the hell you want to call it. Here it is. This is uh, outside whiteboard man. <laughs> Oh, this is a rough mix, by the way. I thought roller derby was really neat. Bouts were cool, lots of fun. Those badass women, athletes. They said, you can be an NSO We've got the perfect job for you Here I stand, a man alone Patch up floor Special breed of fan to be an outside whiteboard man. To be an outside whiteboard. 
side So sliding skaters don't take me out Here I stand on my patch of floor Outside Whiteboard Man, Chuck King, the famous Chuck King writing that tune. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Right. That's not, I don't, where did that come from? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's uh, (laughs) iTunes there. You all right there? Yeah, allergies, man. I just can't wait till the freeze, freeze. So, yeah, we did that, like, um... Uh, a year and a half ago or something, and uh, they finally got around to putting a rough mix together. That's not the actual. That's just that's a taste. I didn't even get permission for that. Wow. I could be sued. We could be sued, taken to court, TTN in court. But that will be coming out on some sort of CD in uh, the near future. So uh, looking forward to that. It'll be amongst some other songs. Um. I guess it's a big cult thing. This uh, I, I have yet to go to one. I've been invited several times. We can go anytime you want. Because um, uh, Chuck is an NSO, whatever the hell that is. Nice. Um, and uh, he's done their parties, and he's played at their parties. and um, Some of these women are pretty hot on those uh, roller skates. Yes. They, they do it at DePaul, or not DePaul. Is it DePaul? DePaul? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I'd have to look it up. All right, Sean, movies. Moving on movies. to movies. You saw some movies. I, I saw did. some movies. I did. I did. What'd you see? Uh, I saw uh, Lincoln. Lincoln with the great Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, I, I saw that that film uh, on uh, on demand. Uh, what a what a awesome film! I I got a book from Rick because uh, yeah, I was you know interested in Lincoln. I read some stuff about him and uh, had been talking about him as a Republican and uh, um and Rick had he had bought me a book for Christmas which I've never read yet. <coughs> Actually, I'm a little behind on books right now. Um. And um, he, uh, uh, so my wife went and saw this movie with my son. She says, great, you got to see it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I, I I can't sit in a theater and watch movies I really got to pay attention to with distractions around me that really drives me nuts. So I got a chance to watch this on my own, nobody around me so I could listen to it. Because my hearing's starting to go a little bit. And there's dialogue in here that's tough to follow uh, sometimes because it's that that old New England. He's got kind of a southern drawl, and then there's these New England kind of guys with their 
the way they speak and there's some English accents and stuff and uh, but I thought it was a really cool movie especially how like well thought out at least they portrayed Lincoln as uh, how he thought things through and took his time and reflected yeah reflected in the Emancipation Proclamation he made this great point where he said, yeah, well, look, we put it out there like as a referendum and let the people uh, chew on it for like a year and a half. And then they reelected me. And then that's when I signed it in. So it wasn't like I forced it on anybody. I said, hey, this is an idea. What do you think? Uh, they ended up he got reelected for a second term. And then he signed it, and in order for it to have some meaning, he had to pass the 13th Amendment. There's just no way that the Emancipation Proclamation could really be, would do anything if uh, the 13th Amendment was defeated. And he had to get all these votes, and um, he used, he even admitted using a little manipulation when he was legal counsel. Um, that sometimes you have to do that if you think something's right, but he didn't, he never believed to the point where he was a representative of the people and he didn't give a shit what the people thought, like Thaddeus Stevens thought, uh, I'm a representative, fuck them, I'm, I know it's right for them. He thought more like, well, I think it's fair enough to hear what the people have to say. And then make a decision based on that because they're the ones that are going to have to live with it, not so much us. Um, so I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, it kind of reminded me a little bit of this this government struggle that's been going on with the uh, Affordable Care Act, uh, dubbed Obamacare, where you hear some of these fucking Tea Partiers go, "Yeah, well, a lot of nerve. He's got called a na- name this." Uh, Care Act after himself. Fucking stuck up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the Affordable Care Act. Yeah, where is that like a, what do they call it? An anagram? Yeah. An an, whatever. An yeah. aneurysm for Obama? <laughs> Obamacare. Yeah. Well, it is. It's, it was, it's called the Affordable Care Act. But they call it Obamacare. And uh, so, you know... He was he actually ran on that platform and that's how he got reelected. And then it became a law and then the Tea Party went and threw it to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court threw it back and said it's a fucking tax, you know, you guys deal with it. You're the fucking money people. Uh it's a law. There's you know, what the fuck? Uh, so then they hold the uh the the government hostage, the people, American people hostage. While they try and uh, stop uh, or delay some funding of this uh, Affordable Care Act. Um, But it it reminded me a little bit of that because he was elected on that platform. So then he eventually got, you know, what he wanted and it was voted in and it became a law and the Supreme Court backed it. Um, Same thing here with the Emancipation Proclamation. And it was kind of cool how... He manipulated the uh, certain people and got them to to vote his way, and and he didn't like he wasn't really sneaky about it. He didn't do anything. He didn't threaten anybody. 
and he always had these little stories and reflections, and he'd laugh about these silly stories. And he was kind of cool as the younger, uh, I don't even know what they called them back then, that were doing the telegraphs and all that stuff. He really, he really took to the younger guys, you know, all the younger people. Um, he liked to be a teacher, and uh, he really felt he really felt the weight of the responsibility of being president of the United States. He really felt how important it was and what it really meant to be that. At least in the movie, I don't know. I don't know the guy in real life, but. That's my takeaway from it. And and as a Republican, I thought, wow, he seems more like a Democrat than a Republican in this film, didn't he? Yeah, I, I don't... I, I guess I didn't even think about that when I was watching it, but uh, the, the those parties have changed so much in the last 150 yeah. years or whatever. I mean, the Republican Party today, does that resemble anything from fucking history? Anything? Yeah. And Thaddeus Stevens, man, the way he just fucking rips into people right in the, right there in the house on the house floor, <laughs> with his giant metaphors, and then you see him take his his uh, wig off and he gets in bed with the black housekeeper. That was great. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of the um, shutdown, this government shutdown. Well, the government didn't shut down, but. Uh, they did have to. They didn't fund the budget, so that for uh, national parks weren't open and some other shit. And the Republicans didn't get anything out of it. They just made total fucking assholes yeah. of themselves. And it's this one guy in particular. This uh, is his name, Ted Cruz. Yeah, or? Ted Cruz. So Ted Cruz is mouthing off, and he's he's holding up the proceedings. Not one fucking Republican says a goddamn thing. And then after all the shit and, and uh, everything gets resolved, and they did this basically for who knows why. Who, well, we know why, but they didn't get anything from it. Now all the Republicans are coming out and saying, oh, Ted Cruz is bad for the party. Why didn't you say that when he first opened his fucking yeah. mouth? Well, they thought it was a gamble. Hey, like maybe this guy's got yeah, something. Yeah, you know, and then the guy fucking loses and they all and start they attacking turn on him. him. Yeah. Exactly, because they're fucking pussies. I just, I just hate politics. Assholes. And that boner. What a dick. Yeah. And like you said, it's a it, it's a fucking law. It was voted in. It was challenged. It's still a law. Oh, we'll just defund it then because yeah. we don't agree. Fuck you. I hope they don't uh, elect, reelect one of those goddamn assholes. And the, people have such short term <laughs> memories. Yeah. And then the movie um, right after Lincoln was W. The Oliver Stone W W. Did you watch that? I've I never watched, seen that. I watched some of it. I gotta watch that. It's uh, it's pretty funny actually. He's a fucking idiot, man. He is like this. They Oliver Stone portrays him as a is this fucking spoiled brat. That's how we portrayed uh, him. He's a spoiled fucking brat, and then he's in over his head. And his dad is like, "Look, you need to get your shit together. Decide what you want to do. I've got I've gotten you out of jail." Uh, I've gotten you out of trouble at school. You're a C student. You're, 
your brother Jeb is graduating, you know, magna cum, magna laude. cum laude. He's a f- fucking, he's doing everything right. And all I'm doing is writing people to keep you out of trouble. Uh, I'm getting you jobs at oil fields. And you <laughs> fuck those they, up. They show him working at an oil field and he's he's all dirty and he's got a hard hat. And he says to... <laughs> and James Brolin plays, does the voice so perfectly. He says to the one of the workers, and he's talking to him in Spanish. He's like, hey, when's the break time, man? And when we take a break, where's the beer? Where's the cooler with the beer? And the guy's like, what fucking beer are you talking about? There's water. All right, I'm going to take a break. And he just walks off the job and starts sitting down and drinking a, a <laughs> bottle of water. And the boss walks in and says, hey, what are you doing? He goes, I'm having a break. It's hot out there. You know, these are ridiculous conditions you have us working under. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I don't give a fuck who you are or who you're from. Get out there and work or get the hell out of here. He goes, all right, I quit. So he quits. And uh, he's going to go on Wall Street. He, he did something like that. He worked some other jobs. And his dad is like, look, we're not the fucking Kennedys, all right? And he calls George H.W. Poppy. And uh, and Poppy calls him Junior. And he's like, look, Junior, we're not the Kennedys, okay? We work for a living. We do. We work. And then we get to the point where we're bushes. This is what we do. And... Uh, at some point, the W ends up, and they bounce back and forth between. It starts out with him trying to start a war in Iraq and trying to find a way to start the war in Iraq, and they bounce back to to college, and then you know him working on his dad's campaign, and he does a great job with it. So much so that his dad's pretty proud of him and says, "You did really good work." And now he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't have any job now that his dad's elected. And he becomes friends with Turd Blossom. And uh, um, he ends up running for governor. And I, I kind of wa- walked away from it to do some stuff. And then I came back. So I didn't see the whole thing. Um, but then he becomes governor. And at some point while he's governor, he calls this reverend in. And he tells the reverend that God spoke to him the night before and wants him to run for president. Because the American people are going to need him. He doesn't know what for, but they're going to need him. And God spoke to him, and he wants to run for president. And then that's how that all started. And at that point, my wife had brought home some Ran Red Hots, and we were eating that, and I missed the rest of the movie. We'll have to check that so out. So I got to see it. It's, <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's like, well, I'm taking a break. You know? What the hell? It's hot out there. I ain't, I ain't doing no work. It's hot. Oh. What a fucking idiot. Hey, right, there's, a, there's a chart out there from the Treasury Department, you know. Uh, who increased the debt? Um, from 81 to 89, President Reagan, you know how much he increased the debt? No. 189%. Uh, 89 to 93, George H.W. Bush, you know how much he increased it? No. 55%. President Clinton, 93 to 2001. You know how much he increased it? No. 37. George W., 2001 to 2009. Two terms, he increased it 115%. 115, yeah. 
President Obama between Home Obama Home Obama between 2009 and 11 2011 you know how much he he increased it two years how much how much 16 percent 16 percent 16 percent yeah how about that how about that even if you extrapolate that right yeah. John uh, yeah. and times that by four that's uh hold on let me do some math that's still like 64. Yeah, 64%. 64% versus 115. Yeah. I don't think it's that high. Yeah, but who knows? The, I mean, these tea partiers uh, taking over to party, and they split it in half, and, and fuck them. They don't know what to do. They're not well thought out. And uh, I just can't see them contributing anything to politics anymore in any yeah. way, which hey, is not good news. That co- means the Democrats are in charge. Coincidence, Scott? The states responsible for putting the most Tea Party representatives in the House are all former members of the Confederacy. The How states. About How about that? How about that? Yeah. And they say it's not a black thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, John. Uh, I've seen some movies. You said uh, you talked about two movies. Are these the two? Yeah. Or are you? No, I saw another one. You saw something at the theater. Yeah. What did you the see? Theater. The theater. I saw Gravity. Scott. I saw Gravity too, yeah. John. Yeah, yeah. What'd you think? I saw it in 3D. I saw it in 3D. I saw it at the premiere at the movie theater. I did too. I am really, really glad I did not sit close to the screen. Yes, I'd have been fucking throwing up. My uh, my <laughs> oh wife my was God. a little nauseous at the beginning. Woo. When Sandra Bullock's spinning. Yeah. Well, at first, you know, when the Earth comes into the the Earth. When it comes into the screen, yeah, with the 3D, yeah, it looks like you're looking out of a giant window, because uh, it's just the way the corner of the screen is, and and the Earth coming into view with the 3D glasses. It was very, uh, it was epic. It was huge. It was large. Uh, the only thing I thought was stupid uh, was Clooney spinning around in his little jetpack. I'm like, what? What is he? What is this? The fucking Jetsons? That's dumb. <laughs> stupid. That was the only thing you thought was stupid. Yeah, I thought that was probably the only thing I thought was stupid. I mean, there was a lot of shit that there was improbable. Um, uh. Because of the differing orbits and stuff like that, but I I don't know I I couldn't imagine like line of sight. Oh, there's a space station. Let's just shoot over there. Oh, there's another one. I couldn't imagine that it would happen in real life, but um, right, it doesn't. So that that's but that's okay, right? Yeah. So you suspend some of your disbelief. Yeah. And and the movie was great. I liked it. I liked George Clooney. I like Sandra Bullock. I even like the guy who re- you really didn't see until you until saw the hole in his head. Big- <laughs> I like that guy as an actor. <laughs> he was great, wasn't he? He was great. How he was so still with the big... You could see so right still. through his head. You could see the yeah. earth through his head. Right through his head. Um, and, and I thought it was... Um, I thought it was good dialogue. I thought it was... Uh, the pacing was, uh, was okay. The effects were fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, a lot of attention to detail. And then um, in the middle of the movie, somewhere in the middle of the movie, uh, they're, they're f- flying. Uh, they're trying to hit this space station. And they crash into the space station. Yeah. And Sandra Bullock manages to hold on to something. And then Clooney, she grabs Clooney. 
Yeah. And Clooney holds on to something, so she's got Clooney. Yeah. Now, uh, we can use Newton's laws of motion here. Clooney would have fucking stopped on a dime, and that would have been that. Yeah. But no, not in this movie. Clooney is pulled by some invisible gravitational force. force, uh, I know, I know. And she has to make a choice to (laughs) either let go, or they're both going to die. And I was so... Uh, yeah, not no upset. Atmosphere. I was just so disappointed by that because if you spend eight or so, I understand that the the narrative or the the function that they wanted to accomplish was they wanted to have her sacrifice herself, and they wanted Clooney to still be alive to communicate with her uh, until you know he was out of range, yeah. right? So they wanted those two things to happen, but spend fucking eight more hours to come up with something that fits <laughs> Newton's laws of physics. Is that fucking too hard? I mean, the the amount of time and money they spent on this movie, and then they shortcut on something like that, it was very disappointing for me, John. Very, di- you know, I talk to people about this, and they're like, "Shut the fuck yeah, up, I, you stupid ass!" Is the movie? I think I th- I was more disappointed that Sandra Bullock's hair wasn't floating around in zero gravity. <laughs> That's what I was upset about. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. We need to be science Whatever. They, advisors they, they need, on They films. needed to tell the story somehow, and that's what they came up with. Whatever. Yes. So... Either way, that's what was going to happen. Whether it be a fucking end of a rope, or or he skipped along... And she couldn't catch him, and he floated away. But whatever. Um, I was very... uh, I was having a hard time breathing in some spots. I'm very claustrophobic as a human being. And uh, her getting into some of those places, I was like... I think I'd rather be outside in this fucking space with nothing... Then inside some of those enclosed uh, areas, I just didn't like them. I didn't like when they shot from inside her helmet. <laughs> yeah. So did you have to take a Xanax then? Oh, yeah. I took a Xanax before I went. Before you even well, go? Well, yeah. Like- I had to because I um, because the reaction I've been having from this medication is putting me in a different headspace. Um. You know, I don't. I don't like certain things going on, and like, um, uh, what happened yesterday? We did we did some stuff yesterday, and uh, what the fuck was it? Maybe I was outside throwing the football around with my son, and I, I got really tired like right away, and um, and uh, came inside and sat down and. My back hurt from throwing the ball, and I just started feeling shitty. You know, my started getting a headache. My back was starting to hurt, and then the wife's like, uh, "Yeah, I'm gonna go do whatever." She, so she went to the store. She came back. You ready for the movie? And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah." So I like forced myself to go, and I'm thinking, "Oh my god, I'm gonna go see a movie." About space and being enclosed, and I'm already kind of freaking out because we're gonna go see it in 3D. Um, but but midway through it, I got like so wrapped up into it that nothing mattered anymore. You know, it doesn't like, matter. Like my brain just got so. It was really loud though. I gotta say, I was a little overwhelmed with the sound. It was fucking louder than <laughs> shit in there, man. 
But other than that, I got, you know, like I say, movies I love when they happen to me. That movie was happening to me. Um, and if I was sitting closer, I I would have had a real fucking hard time because it w- the having all that space in your peripheral and all that floating around and spinning around. Uh, yeah, I would have been really nauseous. I probably would have thrown up if it was at the IMAX. But I think it might have been worth it because it was pretty cool. I mean, they they lit the they did the sunlight just right. Um, uh, there was the sound like when they were working on the shuttle and stuff because there's no sound really. They they would just you would hear like clunk, 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 like you might hear if you're really close to it, but because there's no sound in space because it's a vacuum, um, and shit was crashing into stuff. There was no noise. That was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Reminded mm-hmm. me of uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. How many Normans? Uh, what, what do we get? Four? Four, yeah. Um, but I'd give it a three and a half. I'd go three and a half, too, John. Yeah. If they didn't have that stupid Clooney dangling uh, <laughs> thing where it, she well, had to sacrifice, I'd give it four. The only thing I didn't like is I, I never thought the characters developed that well to me. Um, Clooney was a little annoying with his stupid fucking stories, and uh, uh, I got a bad feeling about this Houston or whatever, and then they go elaborate, and then he tell his dumb story while he's spinning around in his little jet pack. If he didn't tell his dumb stories, it would have been complete silence. Well, Are you no, saying that the story should have been better stories? It, no, it should have been more uh, professional, you know, talking about the mission... Uh, to me, it should have been more. When shit hit the fan, they got more professional. But if you're if you're talking to somebody <laughs> twenty four hours a day in space, I would imagine that you <laughs> you tell stories, right? <laughs> I certainly would. I would have a captive uh, audience. Over there, uh, Houston, what are you at there? Oh, uh, can you please elaborate? Uh, well, uh, remember that time in uh, New Orleans with that girl. Houston, uh, I was at a party one time, and we pulled a fuse, and I got in a fight with yeah, this guy. Was, yeah, come on. Yeah, I, don't I tell know. stories, too. Yeah, whatever. With Houston? Houston, yeah. Yeah. Houston. We go... And if I had a jetpack like that, I'd tool all over the place. There's no jetpack like that. That's a fucking fallacy. Thing would have ran out of jetpack fuel in two seconds the way he was flying it around. Look at me! <laughs> Fucking two, uh, two days he's floating around squirting jet shit out. The chick doesn't have enough oxygen, but he could jetpack for for 90 hours. Yes. I totally bought yeah. into that because I wanted one. <laughs> You can't buy him at the end of the rope with the invisible invisible gravity pulling him in, but the jetpack was yeah, fine. Jetpack's fine. All right, John. I saw a movie. I saw uh, one just came out. It's really good. I highly recommend this movie. It's called Rush. Have you heard about this? Yeah. It's about the uh, this. Uh, well, it's about Formula One. Formula <laughs> Formula One racing, right? So that's very European. It's like, uh, I don't know, they race 25 times all over the world, and there's only 25 Formula One drivers, and at the end of the season, 
The one with the most points is the Formula One World Champion. It's a big fucking deal. Uh, now, these guys are the highest paid athletes, aren't they? These Formula One drivers? Yeah. And like something like 20% of them uh, get killed in their career? Yeah. Some outrageous number like that. So, it's about these two drivers in the 70s, uh, Nicky Lauda and uh, James Hunt from Britain. Nicky Lauda from Germany. And how they got in, involved in Formula One, and then how they this rivalry uh, between them occurred. And then it all kind of takes place, uh, I think, in 1976 is when uh, they go head-to-head for the, the World Cup championship. Yeah. And it's just so fucking good. It's directed by Ron Howard. And uh, this uh, uh, James Hunt is played by Thor, John. What's his name? Oh, Chris, yeah, yeah. Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. Does a fucking fantastic job. He's more than just a hunk, John. And he is really, really nice to look at yeah. uh, in a movie, John. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and then Nikki Lauda. I mean, these two personalities were, were completely different. This uh, James Hunt was just this guy with a bunch of natural talent. Yeah. A driver. But uh, he, he didn't... He didn't put any time into it other than driving. Like, he did a lot of mental stuff in driving. This Nicky Lauda uh, was was focused on his driving. He was focused on the aerodynamics of the car. He was a fucking engineer. He told him how to redesign the car to make it faster. Um, he, I, he was totally consumed with this, this job and this lifestyle where the James Hunt was like, yeah, I drive a car and it gets me laid. And that's what I really fucking enjoy. <laughs> Uh, so these two conflicting personalities, they developed this rivalry, but they also developed this respect for each other. And it's just so well done, this movie. And and if you do see it, if you go to see it, don't look up any history on this. Because I walked in not knowing a goddamn thing, and I really enjoyed it. But I'm not thinking to myself, if I did know the history, would I enjoy it more? I don't know. Who knows? I'm suggesting don't look up any history, because it's based on this true story. Yeah. And uh, it's just... And there's this one... Um, it's like three or four scenes, and it was—it just made me so happy. Um, Nikki Lauda is at this party, and uh, he really doesn't want to be there. And this woman leaves, and he's like, "Hey, can you give me a ride?" And she ends up giving him a ride, and this turns into his future wife. But the the three or four scenes that they put that together, where they he meets his wife, his future wife, it was just so great, and so it's just a, such a good feeling, just really well done. I was really happy, John. It made me really happy. <laughs> Did you cry at all? I didn't cry, but it's character-driven, and uh, the, the racing stuff is good, and it's historical, so you learn things. I learned things about Formula One. Uh, it makes me want to start watching Formula One. I mean, I'm excited about Formula One, more so than NASCAR. You know, NASCAR is just yeah. like these these boxy cars that go around in a circle, where right. Formula One is more... Yeah. Um, uh, the track is much more difficult. Yeah, there's some finesse. Yeah, there's some finesse in there. And they really are, uh, in, in these box uh, NASCARs, these boxes, they're, a lot, I think, a lot better protected than in these Formula yeah. One cars. These Formula One cars, they're just, like, exposed to the elements. Yeah. and Just a roll, little yeah. roll bar, and that's it. Um, so I highly recommend. I give this four out of four Spiny Normans. Nice. It's a great movie. If you see it, if you get a chance, out of sight. I want to see the Fifth Estate, but I I don't know. It got some shitty reviews. Some shitty reviews. Yeah, bummed out because because Khan plays uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, uh, Julian. Assange. Julian. Assange. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, the other thing is, we I went to the IPIC for the first time, John. Yeah, how'd you like that? Because uh, Rush was at Movie Co., and then uh, on Friday, they it was no longer there. So they had it the week before, and then they stopped carrying it. So I'm like, well, I don't want to see this. Uh, it was either Captain Phillips, which I really don't want to see, even though it's supposed yeah. to be really good. Yeah, but it's... It's like it's, two hours and, and it's bullshit. Fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's and I read that. Yeah, fucking bullshit. The real captain. Everybody hates that yeah. motherfucker. Um, and then the other one was the Julian Assange movie there. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck that. Um, we're driving out to the South Barrington there to the IPIC. Yeah. And so I'd never been there, and we went there, and it was. I had the chips with the uh, cheese and the. Bacon, Did you sit in the premiere seats? And I had the pretzel. Yeah, I sat in the premiere where the server comes. Yeah. You know, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to serve, and I'm going to be here for 30 minutes, and then I'm going to close and you got shop." The, and you got the uh, Drank power some wine, seats. power seats. Got the little blankets. Yeah. yeah, it was fucking awesome, isn't it? And it's- we were a little worried because when we sat down during the previews, this guy's next to us. We're like, there's only six people in the theater. Yeah. The guy next to us, he's one of these loud talkers. Uh, he's talking about everything. <laughs> like, holy shit. Is he going to be like that during shut the Shut up! But yeah. the movie started, the guy, he shut he up. Piped he didn't down. say, he piped down, he didn't say anything during the movie. So that was nice. That's um, out of sight. And uh, I highly recommend that movie. Got to see that movie. It's great, John. The eye pick is the best, though. Isn't it nice? You walk in, yeah, you yeah. sit by the fire, have something to drink before your movie. Relax, get ready. They take you to your seat. Tell you, we'll serve you all the way till through the previews. The food's good too, isn't it? The truffle fries. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. And I had the pretzels with oh, the, yeah. the cheese and the mustard there, and I had some glasses of wine yeah. there, John. That was nice. And if you get some candy, candy, they bring it in in a. Uh, uh, a martini glass. Yeah, yeah. Because I always get my uh, got to have some uh, some peanut M and M's, and they come in a martini glass. Okay, John, I got two more things. Yeah. You got anything else? You got anything else no. you want to talk about? All right, two quick stories. I don't know if you know this, but uh, Michelle Bachman. Are you familiar with her? <laughs> Michelle I've heard Bachman. Of her. Yes. She's one of these right-wing political nutjobs. Psycho fucks. I have no fucking idea how she gets elected. I She's don't know. completely fucking insane. We should run for office. Anyway, she said um, that Obama's funding Al-Qaeda, and that proves that we are in God's end times. <laughs> That's the proof right there. I don't know how you can argue with that. I can't argue with that. It's Yeah, it's impossible. You Armageddon is happening. Crazy fucks. And she's another one of these whack jobs. Like you mentioned the W said Jesus talked yeah. to him or, and said you need to do something. And, and she's another one that God talks to her and tells her this shit. And if that's the if this is God, he's a fucking lunatic <laughs> to, to have her pick her as a spokesperson. Because she's insane. Why yeah. wouldn't he pick somebody cooler like, uh, like um, who's the guy who always plays God? Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Why wouldn't he pick somebody like Morgan Freeman to speak his word, John? Somebody cool. Yeah, exactly. Not a nut job like Michelle or Sarah Palin. <laughs> God, he's got horrible taste, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> All right, one more thing. I found this clip. This is Pat Robertson. This is great. This is so great, Pat Robertson. He's going to talk. Somebody. Uh, uh, somebody. Somebody. He does this thing on his show where people email him yeah. and then he responds. He answers the questions. And somebody asks a question about limb regeneration. Why doesn't God do that? 
And I don't know if you know well, this, but God does that. And Pat's going to tell that, us uh, <laughs> how that happens. This is fucking incredible. Penis. Listen to this shit. And <laughs> my mother listens to this and sends this guy money. This is unbelievable <laughs> to me. <laughs> D writes, um, you often pray for tumors to shrink, diseases to go away, broken bones to heal, the deaf to hear, the blind to see, the lame to walk. Why don't you ever pray for God to replace limbs? Is it because you believe he cannot grow limbs? If not, why not? Can't God do anything? Are you limiting his powers if you believe he can cure cancer but cannot regrow limbs? What wow. is it with you? I mean, we believe in God for cancers to be healed. Do you want him to grow the organ back? I mean, come on. No, seriously. Um, I- seriously, I was just joking around yeah, there about uh, God. Grow organs? Now I'm getting now serious. Now you want pianos. Now I'm going to get serious. I was talking about the organ between your legs, John. <laughs> now I'm going to get serious. About piano. <laughs> I have had the story of Don O'Don, who actually... Uh, Don O'Don, Don Don O'Don. Is that Don like O is his middle name? Don O'Don? Don O'Don. Or is his last name O'Don? I don't know. Actually, uh, had an eyeball recreated. We've told that story. There are people who have had teeth. (laughs) Hold on, wait a minute. So he had an eyeball (laughs) recreated. recreated. But he doesn't say, was it recreated by a doctor? Was it, did they give him like a Sammy Davis Jr. eye? Or did God re-fucking generate his eye? That's the question. Grown, and we've told that story. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I remember one great man of God uh, was over in... uh, was it Kenya? No, not Kenya. Was it? Okay, so he witnessed a limb regeneration, but he can't fucking remember where it was. If you witnessed that, don't you think you would remember that? <laughs> Somebody's limb being regenerated? Yeah. I think I would remember that. I don't remember exactly. It might have been Kenya, or it could have been Jamaica. I don't know. <laughs> Ghana, I believe. Oh, it was Ghana. It was in Ghana, I believe. I'm not sure. But I think it was Ghana. Some people, a man there that had his leg cut off, and while the service was going on, the leg grew back. We've talked about this. <laughs> what? <laughs> right on. So he can't remember where it is. It could have been Ghana. But a guy during the service regrew his fucking leg. <laughs> and Peck can't remember that? Right there. <laughs> Now, if that really happened, like, John, let's say you and I, just for shits and giggles, went to one of these 700 clubs, right? And we're sitting next to a guy who has his fucking leg cut off. And during the service, his leg grow back. His, his legs grow. <laughs> his leg you know what I'm back. trying to say. His leg grows back. Wouldn't you, wouldn't that be the fucking, I would start believing in Pat Robertson. I'd start believing in fucking God. If during the service, how long is the service? 30 minutes, Hour. 60 minutes, a whole fucking leg grows back <laughs> right in front of us. I mean, I would be like, hey, this be on the news. <laughs> this God thing might have something to yeah. it, John. We better start. <laughs> he grew an eyeball. We better start and saying our Hail Marys. It was in Guam or something. You know, Don O'Don. Look up Don O'Don. See what comes back. Don O'Don. But these are all creative miracles. What we're praying for is healing. These are creative miracles, and yeah. it's a different Asshole. level of faith, a different level of working. But can God do it? Of course he can. Of course he can. He can do don't anything. Don't sit on your couch and give us grief because we're not praying for legs to grow, for heaven's sakes. If, if we could ask God to heal your cancer, I mean, thank him for that, please. <laughs>
please. What an asshole. The person just asked a question, and Pat's getting his panties in a bunch because he can't know. He doesn't know how to answer it, and he makes up a story about Donald Don and an eyeball and some guy who regrew a leg in Guam. Now, if it, yeah, why isn't that in the news? Why didn't that make the news? A guy regrowing yeah. his fucking leg during service. <laughs> yeah, my mom will see that and she's like, "Oh wow, I'm going to give money." <laughs> where to did him. you find? Where do you find this shit, man? <laughs> <laughs> I was in Raw Story. Raw, raw Story. I'm trying to find Don O'Don. Hey, man, you just posted something to Facebook and you took it away? Yeah. What was that about? I couldn't get it to. I couldn't get the picture to show up. Ah, I see. Mm. Mm, ah. Uh, you might remember you the might story remember. about Don O'Don. Yeah. I was trying to post a picture of you, but... (laughs) You might remember the story where that woman cut that feller's genitals off and threw it in the street. Well, we prayed for him, and he grew another penis. Yeah, and then the penis hit somebody in the head, and they were cockeyed. Right during the (laughs) service. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Made him fucking cockeyed, you know. I don't know if you I mean. remember his name, but it was Hank O'Hank. <laughs> <laughs> Hank O'Hank. It could have been Guam. I don't know. I don't know. It might have been. I'm uh, so old, I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? There you have it, John. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's 286 that's to a close. Phil, um, upset about our. Moving schedule. Yeah. Maybe if we can lock down next Sunday, he'll be here. Yeah. yeah. So when will you know? When will you know if Sunday's uh, good or not? Towards the weekend. Towards <laughs> Sunday, <laughs> we'll know. Well, my son's got his last football game on Thursday. He is Their team is 7-1. and one. They've nice. won, won the conference. They are conference champions. Um, and if they beat Maine East Thursday night, at it's a home game, Scott. Um, uh, it's at four thirty on Thursday. I would go, but I'll be at yeah Hoodie Allen. Hoodie Allen, that's right. Um, if they win this, they win some trophy. I don't know what it is. I forget some trophy, something or other. Uh, but uh, it was it was not a blowout. This they played Glenbrook North. They won by one point. Wow. Whereas the varsity lost fifty to zero. My uh, son's uh, ouch. Freshman Warriors won twenty six to twenty five. It was a very physical game. Uh, one of the Warriors was kicked out. Uh, he was warned and flagged for uh, unnecessary roughness or personal foul. And then uh, he got into it with the guy. Uh, the guy was like punching him while he was on the ground. He whipped his helmet off and he got ejected. And a couple plays later, the kid who uh, was mixing it up with uh, uh, our alma mater's uh, player broke his leg. Ouch! Yeah, and the uh, paramedics came. It was an ugly game, Scott. It was very physical, very competitive. Uh, 26-25, the Warriors came out. Victors over the Spartans and their conference champions. They came out victors? Yeah. Victors. 
Victors. Victorious. They were the victors. 286 comes to a close. Looking forward to 287. Hopefully next Sunday night, John. I'm John. I'm Scott. Uh, That's it. Say goodnight, Scott. Goodnight, Scott. Listening to John and Scott. A total talk nonsense.